You are listening to Lighthearted, the official podcast of the United States Lighthouse Society. My name is Jeremy Dontremont. Welcome. This is a special edition of Lighthearted. We're going to discuss the movie The Lighthouse, directed by Robert Eggers and starring Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. With me are both of my co-hosts, Michelle Jewelshaw and Cindy Johnson. The three of us recently saw the movie on its opening day at a local movie theater in Newington, New Hampshire. I'm going to start with an introduction for people who might not be familiar with the movie. Let me start by reading the first paragraph from the Wikipedia entry for the film. The Lighthouse is a 2019 psychological horror film directed and produced by Robert Eggers, who co-wrote the screenplay with his brother Max Eggers. Shot in black and white, the film follows two lighthouse keepers portrayed by Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, who start to lose their sanity when a storm hits the remote island on which they are stationed. The Wikipedia entry goes on to give a synopsis of the plot, but I'm not going to read that. We're going to try to avoid giving everything away about the plot. I will say that on one hand, the plot of the movie seems fairly simple. Two lighthouse keepers are stranded at a remote lighthouse on an island in Maine circa late 1800s or early 1900s, and over the course of about a month, they go mad. But I think it isn't necessarily that simple, and there are multiple ways of looking at it. The same was true of Robert Eggers' earlier film, The Witch. I will also say that my immediate reaction to the movie The Lighthouse was that I liked it a lot, but I wasn't sure I completely understood what it was really about. To me, that's not a bad thing. I think good movies should be seen more than once and should stimulate lots of thinking and conversation. I will also say that if anyone goes to see The Lighthouse expecting to see a movie about what it was like being a lighthouse keeper, they're probably going to be disappointed. (laughs) That's not what the movie is about, although there is a lot of nice period detail in The Lighthouse itself and the other buildings. Michelle and Cindy, what was your reaction to the movie? Either of you can go ahead and jump in and and start. I really liked the movie. This is Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really, I really liked the movie. I would definitely like to see it again. And with the, you know, from the perspective of already seeing it and seeing if I can figure out a little bit more than I was able to discern from the first time seeing it. But I've actually gone back back to see it a a second time. Have you? uh, I I got more out of it a second time, but again, I think you know, I don't think there's a, a simple interpretation. I think no. there's definitely multiple ways of looking at it. Cindy, I honestly I would really I really liked it too, and I would like to see it again. But I I wonder if I'll even understand it the second time around. <laughs> um, I everything is it's it's so interesting to watch, but everything is uh, vague or really open to interpretation. So I don't know if a second time will help figure it out any more than I have already. It would give you more questions. I might, yes, we might end up with more questions. But that's not, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think that's part of what, to me, uh, that makes it interesting, you know. I think it kind of makes it fun in a way. But again, you know, even aside from the plot and trying to figure out the plot, the, the look of the movie is incredible. The black and white cinematography is beautiful, and you know they built that lighthouse and the other buildings for the movie. The movie was shot in uh, Cape Forshoe, Nova Scotia, the south coast of uh, Nova Scotia near Yarmouth, and the lighthouse itself is incredible looking. It, it looks like beautiful. a brick lighthouse, but it was actually made of wood, 
they used uh, concrete on it as well, I believe, but it looks like an old brick lighthouse. It's something like 90 feet tall, uh, and it looks so real. It looks so weather-beaten and everything, uh, and it withstood some incredible uh, harsh weather they had. They got the storms they wanted. They had a big storm, which is exactly what they wanted for the filming of the movie. It fit right into the plot and everything. But, right, I did read that they didn't have to do a whole lot weather-wise um, yeah. as far as uh, using fire hoses and props and things. That that was that most of what we're seeing actually was the weather there during yeah. their fil- during filming. Although they did have to spray a hose in Robert Pattinson's face, I believe, for at least one scene because uh, Robert Eggers said that the the uh, the actual rain didn't read as as uh, rain uh, on camera enough, so they had to spray a hose in his face, which I don't think he, Robert Pattinson was too happy about. I wonder if that's when he was pushing the wheelbarrow. It was. Around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So all around, he wasn't happy, which was actually the right um, the right mood. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But I just thought the this this de- detail of the sets and everything were ab- absolutely incredible. The interior of the lighthouse, the stairs, mm-hmm. the the weights for the rotating lens, and the Fresnel lens itself. The Fresnel itself, lens, yeah, that was beautiful. Which was made by Artworks, the company in Florida that makes acrylic replica lighthouse lenses. Mm-hmm. It was a basically the size of a third order Fresnel lens made of uh, acrylic. Uh, and it looks completely real. You would never know that that's not an authentic glass Fresnel lens. No, it it look it does look completely real and beautiful. And that's one of the things I really like about the film is that for people who know lighthouses pretty well, like we do, um, who spend time inside of them, uh, just how accurate everything was. Uh, just just seeing that is is really cool because that's not something you usually see in a in a movie in a regular movie that you go to a movie theater to see. This isn't a regular kind of movie, but as far as the accuracy, the details of the tower itself so, was so impressive. In addition to the like you were saying the the beautiful cinematography, the black and white, also the sounds, the music, uh, particularly the the foghorn. Yeah. Yes, the foghorn from yeah. the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. right from the get go. Uh, really unpleasant haunting yeah. sound that um sounds kind of like a sea monster i thought that it has a real eerie, of, yeah, eerie, yeah. eerie sound to it the really eerie and um i think that people have talked about have drawn parallels between the lighthouse and the shining and for me that was that was definitely a big one for me with the, the sort of strange music and the eerie sounds uh that really sort of pulled it all together for me that, may, that actually does make me want to see it again. Yeah. There's actually a lot of detail in the sound. I was very aware, especially in some of the early scenes, or Robert Pattinson is walking around in the keeper's house, and you you hear every creak, uh, footsteps mm-hmm. on the wooden floor. It's just uh, there's a lot of detail in the sound. The sound. You really get a feel for the wind. You hear the wind yeah. inside the house. A lot of work and detail went into the, the recording of the sound. Yeah. But again, the uh, the detail overall was just just incredible, much much more so than any and certainly anything I've ever seen set at a lighthouse before. And I had read that Eggers wanted to set it in the time period that he did because he wanted specifically to use a Fresnel lens mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. So because he he thinks they're so beautiful and a, and a fog horn versus the yes. fog bell. Yes. Yeah. So that he, yeah, that he picked um, based on the technology that was available at the time that he wanted to show. He he 
based the, right. the film around that, the time period. And you do see a lot of, uh, the, he has the uh, Pattinson character shoveling coal for the boiler for the foghorn in a number of scenes, which I've never seen in a movie before. It was nice to see that. Right. That was hard, grueling, oh, miserable yeah, work. Yeah, just miserable. Another thing I'll, I'll mention is that, you know, if people go to, to this movie, you know, thinking it's going to be a nice light movie about what a, how much fun it was to be a lighthouse keeper, <laughs> that's not what it is at all. The the uh, Willem Dafoe character is supposed to be a, a veteran lighthouse keeper, although, again, without giving too much away, he might not be, it might not be as simple as that, but he's not, he's not like the Mickey Rooney character in Pete's Dragon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> he's quite different from, from that. He's quite different from any lighthouse keeper character people may have seen before, but he, in a way, in some ways he might be accurate, uh, as far as a lighthouse keeper of that, that are, uh, uh, but almost like a cliche. Actually, at one point, the other, the Robert Pattinson characters that calls him a, says you're a parody, <laughs> which he almost is. Right. But uh, it's amazing performance by both of them, really. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but Willem- they were both. Yeah, they were both incredible. And yeah. I, yeah, but like what you were saying about Pete's Dragon, um, this is definitely not a family-friendly movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So people, if people are listening to this and know nothing about the movie. Don't get the idea that this is a, f- a fun movie about lighthouse keeping that they can bring the whole bring the kitties to. No, definitely or, not. Right, or even a more realistic take on what it was actually like to be a lighthouse keeper. This isn't that either. This is an adult. This is for adults, and it's and it's so different. And there are some mature. There themes are some scenes that are yeah mature yes. themes and scenes for mature audiences. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is a G-rated <laughs> podcast, so we can't get too deeply yeah, we into won't go that. Into those details. But we will say, I will say that uh, there's more. Um, let's see, how do I say this delicately? As far as uh, if people want to know a little, learn a little bit about uh, mermaids, they will learn some some ideas about mermaids that they when they never got from say movies like Splash or The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that because yeah. this is. It is a G-rated uh, podcast, um, but it and it's so the 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 lighthouse is very much an R-rated movie, and mm-hmm. people should be aware of that going in. Just to add a little bit about the uh, the the way it was filmed, uh, Robert Eggers used old film equipment. He actually used uh, equipment, I believe it was from like the 1930s and 40s, from what I've read, uh, old uh, camera or cameras and lenses, and and shot on. 35 millimeter black and white film stock, which nobody does anymore. So it, it's in a, a narrow uh, film ratio. I think it's, uh, what is it, 119 to 1 or what, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So it's a film uh, ratio, a, a film frame shape that you, know, you don't see anymore. Uh, which kind of creates a claustrophobic feel in a way. So I thought, the again, the black and white is absolutely beautiful. The lighting is beautiful and everything. But the overall film has a claustrophobic feel. It's not a traditional horror film by any means, but it definitely has uh, kind of a, a, a creepy feel in a lot of scenes and, and an overall claustrophobic feel. Even though you've got, you're on an island surrounded by the ocean, you feel uh, the Robert Pattinson character, and the, the, a lot of the story is seen through his eyes, basically. So he feels sort of closed in in this, this environment. 
so the claustrophobia is a big part of it and that that film frame that film format adds to that feel i think right i i thought it was really interesting that you do definitely get this uh claustrophobic feeling watching the actors watching the characters in the tight spaces in the living quarters in the tower of course a lighthouse tower is has tight spaces naturally but it really is interesting to look at that knowing that they're surrounded by the ocean and they're in this great big wide open space but at the same time uh they spend so much of their time in these really close quarters yeah one of the first things you see sorry michelle um one of the first things you see when uh pattinson's character first arrives on the island he goes in the keeper's house and he bumps his head right in the the low ceiling right Yep. Which kind of accentuates that claustrophobic feeling. And I wonder if that was sort of on purpose as the intent of Robert Eggers, you know, to show just how close quarters are. You know, mm-hmm. when you're a lighthouse keeper, when there's two of you, you're on top of each other all the time. You know, you're never right. apart from each oh, other. Yeah. You're always together for the most part, you know, unless one's sleeping and one's tending to duties and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But you're it's just the two of you there you're there and there's nowhere to go so oh yeah and you know uh having researched lighthouses for a long time i've certainly run into a number of stories about keepers turning on each other you know in situations where they're alone for long periods of time where they're you know especially in winter isolated lighthouses turning on each other it's not that i mean it's the exception to the rule but it did happen, uh, and I've run into at least five or six cases of things like that happening. And he actually based he based the story on an actual story that happened in, in Wales, I guess. So I think it was back around uh, 1800 or something like that, where two keepers both named Thomas. I, mean, I don't want to give too much away about the movie, but he based a lot of what happens in the movie on this actual story, or it may have been a legend. It's not clear if it really happened or not in Wales. So things like that did happen. Uh, the story in the movie, although it takes on some really strange uh, aspects, <laughs> uh, to say the least, is based on stuff that, that could, could happen. Certainly, like you say, Michelle, the keepers being st- stuck together in uh, close quarters like that. For- they're having their meals together. They're, we have a lot of, we see a lot of scenes in this film of their, their dinners together. So uh, they're, they're each other's only company. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's nice that they have each other at times, but for at other times, definitely, um, yeah, it's it's tight. It could breed extreme friendship and ex- or and or extreme hatred. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Both, both at the same time. Exactly. I think the greatest thing about this movie is that anybody could go see it, and two people could walk away seeing this movie together and come away with completely different <laughs> ideas of what the movie is about, of explanations and what, yeah, yeah. And yeah. some might really like it, some may not like it at all. Um, I don't know if any of us really get it, but <laughs> it's really it's really interesting to see and to talk about. Yeah, and I think uh, from what I've read in interviews, that Robert Eggers would encourage people to just uh, develop their own ideas about it. I think I think he would say there's not one correct interpretation. He's really he's really not giving us any answers. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that's between him and his brother, and yes. he wants us to just all kind of figure it out. And and he seems to, yeah, he seems to really like that everyone has different a different theory, and that's kind of how he wanted it. Yeah, I think that's the way he makes his movies. Yeah. So, and by the way, he is Robert Eggers is from Lee, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. which is just a few miles from here. Yeah. 
Yeah. So with that, I think we'll wrap our wrap up our discussion, and uh, hopefully people will see the movie for themselves and uh, make up their own minds. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Also for this special edition of Lighthearted, I spoke on the phone with Chris Mills about the movie The Lighthouse. Chris is a former lighthouse keeper at 11 different light stations in three provinces on both the east and west coasts of Canada. He was a founding member of the Nova Scotia Lighthouse Preservation Society, and he has authored two books, Vanishing Lights and Lighthouse Legacies, Stories of Nova Scotia's Lightkeeping Families. Chris lives in Ketch Harbor, Nova Scotia. He works for the Canadian Coast Guard as a deckhand on a lifeboat. He's also had a career as a radio DJ and news announcer. It's for all of these reasons I wanted to talk with him about the movie, but probably especially because of the years he spent as a lighthouse keeper. So let's listen to my conversation with Chris Mills now. Chris, thanks so much for for being uh, with me tonight, for spending some time with me tonight. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jeremy. It's great to talk with you again. We've talked about the movie a little bit via email or, or uh, text messages, so I have somewhat of an idea of your, your take on it. But first of all, let's start by saying what, what rang true for you about the movie? Let's start with that. Well, I, I was fortunate enough to be able to see the movie. I'll just um, praise what I'm going to say by telling you why or how I got to see it. A friend had bought a couple of tickets. It was showing at Finn, which is the Atlantic Film Festival in Halifax. And, of course, the movie was shot at Cape Fourchou yeah. in Yarmouth County, which is southwest of Halifax, a fair little distance, about a three-hour drive. But it was a, it was a real big thing for for Nova Scotia, and, uh, and just to have the whole involvement of Nova Scotia film crews, and of course to have Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe and director Robert Eggers in the province, and uh, you know this was the, the place they wanted to shoot. They looked for a lot of places, and they found this amazing spot of land at Cape Fourchou. Um, having said all that, uh, I had a friend who bought the tickets, as I mentioned, and I was kind of excited to see the film. I'd heard that it was quite dark and <laughs> quite black and white. Of course, it was shot in black and white. So the reason I wanted to see the movie was as a former lighthouse keeper, and if, and if I may use the term a current lighthouse geek, and my, my first interest was in seeing how accurate the portrayal of the keepers and the, the lighthouse itself, the equipment and the scenery and all that sort of stuff was. That, that to me is very important. I've seen other films that have portrayed lighthouses and lighthouse keepers in a really ham-handed, clumsy sort of way. And I have to say that this was done so well. The sets were constructed so well. This gorgeous, glittering Fresnel lens at atop this yes. lighthouse, which was uh, obviously a, a facsimile, but it was a replica that was uh, actually designed and built by a, a well-known American lighthouse lens constructor who does these replicas, and he did an incredible job. So on that front, it was absolutely amazing. I also wanted to see what Robert Eggers was going to do with these two characters, and I knew it was going to be a dark and rather dismal and rather dreary story. And on that front, I was not disappointed at all. Um, and it, you've seen the movie yourself. Um, yes. So it was it was really interesting. It was it was historically quite accurate. Uh, actually, I do have a, a vapor burner from a, a Canadian lighthouse that was apparently used in one of the scenes. I I didn't see it, but it was the closest I'll ever come to being in a film. I'm sure. <laughs> but it was beyond the accuracy of the equipment and the setting. 
it it was it was a really stark striking film and i i can't say that i loved it but i was really really struck by it and came away with very strong impressions of the the struggle that went on there and the flight into fantasy and what can happen when two people uh, uh with very strong personalities and and very odd pasts come together in in this solitary kind of environment and it, it, the film really brought that out yes oh it, it definitely did and uh you know i mean without i don't want to get into any possible spoilers in our discussion here but uh, there's not i think there's not one uh single correct interpretation of the movie uh, we already talked about this in the discussion I had with my two co-hosts, so I don't want to get too deeply into that with, with you. Uh, I think it's not, it, it, it's kind of a simple story in a way, but I think there's more than what, uh, than what a simple plot description would, would give a, give somebody. There's, there's a lot of layers <laughs> to the, to the movie, I think. There's, yeah, yeah, there's, there's so much going on. There's turmoil, there's angst. There's uh, external forces such as storms, there's fog, there's horrible manual labor, there's hauling coal, there's fending off attacks by evil seagulls, there's mermaids. Now, I have to admit, I never saw a mermaid uh, during my nine years as a lighthouse keeper. Uh, it's funny, there was a Q&A during the movie, and we were fortunate enough to have Robert Eggers, the director, and Willem Dafoe, one of the two stars, yep. at at the Park Lane Cinema in Halifax. So they had one cinema full of people um, watching the film, and Eggers and Defoe were there, and they had another cinema where they had Eggers and Defoe piped in electronically so that afterwards there was a chance for questions and answers. And I wasn't going to say anything. I was pretty sure I was the only former lighthouse keeper in the audience of several hundred people. So I sat there quietly while people asked their questions at the end of the film. And finally, I said, you know what, I think I have to say something. Uh, I have to say something, first of all, because I like making people laugh, and I'm a bit of a performance artist, but it went beyond that. So, of course, I got the microphone and said, you know, in my nine years as a lightkeeper, nothing like that ever happened to me except for some nudity and some alcohol. And, of course, that garnered the laugh that you would expect and that this kind of broke the ice and then I got a bit more serious and said that the film really did distill that experience that so many people have had people who've lived on isolated islands and light keepers in this in this um, instance who've been thrown together they haven't chosen to be together they faced adversity in terms of the the environment as I mentioned before and their own demons and I saw elements of what happened between Defoe and Pattinson's characters uh, on lighthouses I worked on. I had, I can remember one specific incident on a lighthouse in the wilds of northern British Columbia, well along the central coast of BC, the north coast, where the keeper and I got into a massive argument one night. It was around Christmas time. There might have been a little bit of alcohol involved, I can't really say, but it, it was, it, it reminded me so much of of what can happen when two people are thrown together in this sort of situation. Of course, what happens to Eggers and to Defoe, Defoe's characters rather, it goes beyond anything that one would hope would ever happen to anyone without being, you know, doing a, a spoiler here. Right, right. So and yeah, on. and there's also, and it's, it's yeah. It's rooted in what can happen Absolutely. to people when they're in this situation, yes. Yeah, but it, there's also a mixture of possibly uh, mythology elements and other, you know, sort of artistic license that 
Robert Eggers and his brother Max Eggers, who co-wrote the screenplay, they they mix in a lot of ideas that are not strictly a literal interpretation of of life at a lighthouse. So, without giving away too much, again, it's it's there's more than meets meets the eye. Again, and a lot of it's open to interpretation, but a lot of it is very much rooted in in reality as well, for sure. And, and that makes it compelling watching. And I, I have to say that Willem Dafoe's acting is just it's it's stupendous it's absolutely yes. amazing it's so intense and it it does really draw you in that the film does too it's shot in a i guess it's a square format it's black and white it's film um it's it's i wouldn't call it highly stylized but it's definitely stylized one thing that really 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 struck me was the fog siren they used yes. throughout the the film. I found that extremely evocative. Yes. Um, it, it sounded like a real fog siren, sirens I've heard in the UK, and perhaps ones that were in use in the States years ago. Um, we, we had a few in Canada as well, but that that, that really uh, set a, an undercurrent of, of uh, ominosity. That's not a word. It was an <laughs> ominous feeling throughout the, throughout the film, and that, and that was so well done. The atmosphere yes. was so well created and there was a feeling of dread and the feeling of you know this this is just not things are not right here and things are not going to end well and i think we can at least say uh to people who haven't seen the movie now it's not it's not going to spoil it by saying things don't end terribly well yeah not that we can (laughs) i knew that going in although i didn't know the specifics of how things were going to end so i don't think we're giving away too much but that that siren you're talking about is heard right off the bat at the beginning and it's actually kind of echoed as kind of a motif in the music as well and it it is such an ominous sound i i couldn't agree with you more about that that's very very striking Uh, so that's a very good point the soundtrack was extremely well done. The whole, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Uh, the friend I, who bought the tickets, the friend who, with whom I went, we both kind of looked at each other after the film and said, "Like, what happened here?" <laughs> yeah, it'll <laughs> leave you with so that feeling. Going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, there's no doubt that it leaves you with that feeling. And I, I have, I've actually gone to see it twice, and I, I, I'll see it more times because it's that for me, it's that kind of a movie. And and uh, I don't know if you saw Edgar's first film, The Witch. But that was also that kind of a movie. But I think the lighthouse is even more so. But the the ending, especially of the witch, was open to multiple interpretations, and people saw it in, I think, wildly different ways. Did you see that? Did you see the witch? I did not see the witch. I'm I'm familiar with it, or I'm aware of it. But no, mm-hmm. I, I did not. I, I I am going to see the witch at some point. I am going to see, actually, the uh, the lighthouse is now playing in Halifax, and I think my wife and I, in the next couple of weeks, are going to see it. And I'll be curious to see what she thinks of it, having been uh, a lighthouse keeper's wife and a lighthouse keeper herself, and having been stuck with me on the lighthouse yeah. for uh, extended periods of time where there were only two of us there. But um, So, yeah, and it doesn't really matter whether you like the movie or not. It's just that Eggers has, has, a, has a real skill in blending and using the basis of reality and what can come from that and turning it into something that's beyond reality but is still rooted in the dynamic between two people caught in a very, very difficult situation in a difficult place. That is a, a really nice summation of the film right there, and I think that's probably a good place to uh, end our chat for tonight. And uh, with that, Chris, I want to thank you again for spending this time uh, with me tonight and look forward to our next talk. 
Uh, we'll definitely, uh, there's plenty more to talk about uh, besides movies, and there's so much to talk about. So I look forward to our next uh, chat for the podcast. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, Jeremy. It's been a real pleasure. Talk to you soon. That does it for this special edition of Lighthearted. Thanks to everyone involved with the U.S. Lighthouse Society and everyone everywhere who is working for lighthouse preservation. Keep up the good work. And as always, thanks for listening and keep a good light.